and welcome into the Stop and Pop podcast, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. It is June 6, 2020. Welcome into the Stop and Pop podcast. Very happy to have you in today. And today, folks, is a glorious day because it is officially official. The NBA season will be returning. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been almost a three-month hiatus to this point, but the NBA season will be returning, and I've got you covered with all the latest details uh, from around the league. So we're going to get right into things today, but first of all, I just want to start it off with a humongous hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, because, you know, this this wasn't always a guarantee. It really wasn't. Going back even just a few weeks ago, you know, we've experienced our, our ups and downs since the NBA season was canceled uh, on March 10th. Uh, you know, again, it's been about three months now, and we really didn't know what to expect when this first happened. I mean, it was, it was a completely new situation for the league. It was a completely new situation for the sports world, uh, for the world as a whole. So, you know, there were, there were dark moments, there were some more positive moments, but, you know, we've made it to the end of the tunnel here, or almost to the end of the tunnel here. Uh, you know, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and now we know that the NBA season is going to be back uh, starting July 31st. But again, I'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, again, it's just a matter of we really didn't know what to expect, and it feels so good now. It feels so good to know that we're finally going to be rewarded after this huge hiatus that we've been on, this three-month hiatus, and it's, it's going to be longer than that. It's going to be all, you know, when it's all said and done, close to almost a five-month hiatus without basketball. And, you know, there were certain days where I, I looked at it and I said, I don't know if we're going to have an NBA season. There, was, there were some darker moments, darker days. I didn't know if we were always going to have a season. Uh, but then there were some more positive days, some more positive moments where I felt like we would. But, you know, there were ups and downs. There were peaks and valleys throughout this whole process. Uh, there were back and forths. But here we are now, finally, finally seeing the light of the tunnel start to emerge. Uh, and we know that we are going to have an NBA season uh, part two, I guess you could say. Um, and so I've got you covered with all the latest details regarding that. So we now know that the season will be returning and it'll be down in Disney World, of all places. We're going to Disney World, as they say, going to Orlando to finish up the remainder of this NBA season. Season is going to return for July 31st. So we still have, even now, we still have almost two more months before the season is able to, to tip off once again. Uh, but we're going to be down in Orlando for the remainder of the season, which makes perfect sense. No need for travel, no need for unnecessary back and forth, back and forth between states. Uh, keep them all in Orlando, and that's what I was saying, you know, months ago, actually. That's what I was saying pretty much from the beginning, is that I felt like we could do this if we could just find one location. Even two might have been okay, but, you know, finding one location where all the teams could be at, limit that travel, uh, unnecessary travel during all that's going on, uh, and we'd be able to do this. We'd be able to do this eventually as long as we can still regularly test players, uh, test coaches, test refs. Um, and as long as we're keeping everybody safe, then this was something that I felt like was doable from the beginning. I, I didn't always feel the same level of optimism every single day, but I felt like this was a, a situation which could be handled if we went about it smartly, safely, and uh, here we are now after, again, it'll be when it's all said and done, it'll be almost a five-month layoff, but we're going to get basketball again. That's ultimately what we wanted, so it's great news going to be down in Disney World, uh, Walt Disney Resort in Orlando, 
and we're going to have a very unique format to the season. We're not going to bring back every single team once again. We're going to have a 22-team format. So this 22-team format is going to include uh, the 16 current playoff teams, the 8 from the West, the 8 from the East. But we're going to have uh, some additional teams, six additional teams in fact, who were in the mix for a playoff spot, currently on the outside looking in. But, you know, the league's going to give them a, a legitimate chance to, to maybe fight their way into the playoffs. So the other six teams that we have, besides the current playoff teams, are going to be the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Suns, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Wizards. Now, it was interesting because actually every single team aside from one uh, did approve this plan that was put out earlier in the week. The only dissenting team was the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, apparently, according to the reports, Portland was in favor of closer to a 20-team format rather than a 22-team format. I don't know too many details about that. I'm not exactly sure, you know, what Portland's holdup was there or, you know, what the, uh, the the point was that they were trying to prove or trying to make. But nonetheless, almost every single team voted for this proposal. It passed. And so now we're going to get this 22-team format. Again, all 16 current playoff teams plus the six teams I just mentioned. Um, and when you look at it a little bit more closely, it becomes even more interesting, actually. So, you know, of course, we have 15 teams in the East, 15 from the West. Uh, from the West, they're going to be taking 13, 13 of those 15 teams uh, into this new format for the rest of the season. The only teams that won't be making it, apologies to Golden State and Minnesota. You will be the only two teams on the outside looking in of this new format. Everybody else from the West, everybody else is going to be in uh, this NBA season part two, as I'll call it. Uh, they're going to make part two of this NBA season. Um, and from the East, this is the really interesting part, I think, is that from the East, you're only going to get nine teams, nine out of the 15. So they're taking 13 from the West, and they're taking nine from the East. But it's not split evenly between the two leagues. Of course, you know, it's, it's quite lopsided, actually, 13 to nine. Uh, so the only team from the East currently not in the playoff picture who is going to be invited to this part two of the NBA season is the Washington Wizards. Uh, so the rest of the teams in the East who are not currently in the playoffs, see you later. Knicks, Bulls, Cavs, uh, see you later. Hornets, take care. Bye-bye. Sayonara. We'll see you next year. Uh, so that's actually quite interesting is that almost every single team, uh, you know, we, we talk about a little bit this year about how it, it seemed like the, the level between the East and the West wasn't quite as lopsided as it's been in prior years. You know, it seemed like in prior years we've always talked about, wow, the West is just so much stronger than the East. Uh, you know, the East, you got like maybe two teams. You got whoever LeBron is on, whatever team LeBron is on, and maybe one contender after that. But other than that, the East was really just weak. Uh, and, you know, that's really been one of the huge talking points of the NBA for the past handful of years is that the West is just such a better conference, such a better uh, top-to-bottom league than the East. This year, it didn't really feel like that, I don't think, as much. It feels like in both the West and the East. Now, in the West, the Clippers and the Lakers are the two favorites, and in the East, the, the Bucks are the favorite. But you still have in the East, you still have the Celtics, who are right there. Toronto, I think, is right there. Miami's going to be an interesting contender. Philadelphia, yeah, they can't really do much on the road this year, but they've been excellent at home. Um, they've played, I think, not as well as they could have this year, 
so far, but they've still been a really solid team. So it didn't feel like the East was all that much weaker than the West, but when you look at this and you look at the fact that 13 teams are making it from the West and only nine from the East, um, it kind of kind of indicates that the West is still the stronger league. You know, maybe maybe it's not, you know, like in terms of the playoff teams, maybe the West you can't say is so much better than the East playoff teams, but when you look at the, the teams on the outside of the playoffs, the West is definitely still deeper conference, you know, because you have those teams that aren't currently in the playoff picture, like the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Kings, Spurs, you know, still halfway decent teams that could probably be a playoff team in the East. So I think that's still important to, to remember and to point out is that the West is still definitely the deeper conference. And you can tell by this new format that we're going to be entering into that the West is still better. Now, we are, upon coming back, uh, we're not going to jump right into the playoffs. Now, I, going back several weeks and going back several podcasts ago, I talked about how I really felt like the best thing to do was to jump right into the playoffs. That's what I felt like the NBA might do. That's what I felt like made the most sense. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to this either. I think this is going to be still rather interesting. Uh, so we're going to have, instead of jumping right into the playoffs, we're going to have a eight-game regular season that's going to really wrap things up, uh, put a little bit of a bow on things, I guess you could say. So we're going to have an eight-game regular season that's going to wrap things up. You know, give, again, give those teams, especially out in the West, you know, in the East, it's, it's really only the Wizards, but especially out West, give those teams a little bit of a shot at possibly making the playoffs, even though they haven't been a playoff team really all year for the most part but I guess you know you give them a little bit of a shot make it a little bit more interesting you know you get some you get some revenue from those games of course and that's a that's a big part of the equation as well we certainly don't want to ignore that uh, but you know I think it'll be pretty interesting and honestly the eight regular season games for each team you know we're gonna have of course the opportunity for players to get in shape between now and then get some of the rust off you know get back into game shape but I do think it makes sense, uh, when I think about it twice, I do think it makes sense to have a little bit of a regular season, even if it is only eight games, you know, it, you know, get some of the rust off for the players, because you can't, you can't necessarily get all that rust off just from the practices, just from the workouts. Uh, I think that's a little tough. It's a little tough, you know, because there is such a thing as game speed, and it's, uh, it can be quite difficult to replicate that in just practices or workouts. So I do think it makes a lot of sense uh, to bring the season back, the regular season back, even if it is for eight games, uh, but that's going to happen before the playoffs start. Now, the other interesting piece of information uh, is that when the playoffs do start, we could see a little bit of a play-in scenario, you know, kind of like NCAA March Madness style here, which would be uh, quite fun, I think. Uh, so what happens is that the eight seed and the nine seed could square off in a play-in round to get to the actual playoffs, uh, but what's going to happen is that that will only occur if the nine seed at the end of the regular season, if the nine seed is less than four games behind the eight seed. So they have to be three games back or less in order for this to happen, but if there is a scenario like that, either with the Wizards in the East or one of the, uh, the one of the handful of teams out West, if there is a scenario like that, then you could see the eight seed and the nine seed squaring off in a play-in, a uh, little play-in round, where if the eight seed, if the eight seed, all they have to do is win one game. The eight seed wins one game over the nine seed, uh, boom, they're in, no more time wasted. 
the nine seed in order to progress and get into the playoffs would have to beat the eight seed twice, which makes perfect sense. Um, you know, you reward the eight seed for being the eight seed at the end of the regular season. So they only have to win one game in order to make it into the into the playoffs for real. The nine seed would have to win two games against the eight seed in order to make it in. Uh, so that could be that could be quite entertaining. Again, I, I hope we see it for both for both leagues. I mean, why not? Why not? Right? Uh, that's something that we definitely have not seen in the NBA before. So I think it would be really cool to see the Wizards uh, and you know maybe it's the Magic or whoever it is, and then out west, you know I think some of these teams are going to make a run at it. You know, with eight games left to go. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. I, I don't know, you know, I can't say that I have too much confidence in any of these teams tracking down the, the Grizzlies for the remainder of the regular season in those eight games. But, you know, you give Portland a chance, you give Zion and the Pelicans a chance, why not? So I think it'll be fun. And then, of course, you know, the playoffs would be, or the NBA would be returning on July 31st. And then once we get through the, the regular season, those eight games, then the playoffs start up. Um, you know, I think the the biggest holdup for the NBA, and I don't know if I should call it a holdup, but just the, the biggest obstacle the NBA may have to deal with moving forward, aside from just, you know, keeping people safe. That's the number one priority, keeping people safe, keeping players tested, uh, making sure that we don't have another, you know, some sort of outbreak again in the NBA. That's That's not at all what we want. That is not what we want. So I think the biggest challenge for the league outside of that is going to be when you get especially when you get into the playoff because that's the money maker right there the regular season you know this little regular season eight games that's one thing but especially when you get into the playoffs which is really going to be the heart and soul of everything you know that's why that's that's where the big money is made too you're going to be going up against uh the the nfl which is which is going to be a challenge look and i and i get that the nba you know, they're, they're put in a situation here because of the pandemic, because of everything that's gone on in the world. They're being put into a situation which, you know, is, is tough. It's, it's, it's a matter of them just doing the best they can with what they've been given. So I, I understand, but it's, it's still not an ideal situation for them. And, you know, if you, ask, if you ask other sports, you know, ask baseball, but you don't, you don't want to be going up against the NFL no matter what. You know, again, sometimes in this case, in this particular instance, you have to do it. It is what it is. Uh, so I think for the NBA, you know, you can only control what you can control. And in this case, they really can't control going up against the NFL unless they don't want to have a season at all, which would be a bigger loss at the end of the day. Uh, but it's not going to be ideal for them because we know that the NFL is king. And we know that the NFL is king. And it's, it's not just king on Super Bowl Sunday, but it's king throughout the fall. And it's, you know, it's king into the early, the early winter months as well. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge for the NBA, especially when the playoffs are underway, uh, to compete with the NFL throughout the duration of their playoff schedule. And right now, we don't know if there's going to be a Game 7 of the NBA Finals. And of course, we don't know who's going to be in it yet. Um, but if there were a Game 7 of the NBA Finals. It would be played out on Monday, October 12th, which the same night there's Monday Night Football between the Chargers and the Saints. You know, maybe that doesn't sound like a huge game to you, although I do think the Saints are gonna be a great team this year, and I think the Chargers are gonna be much improved as well. But I'm not football, so I won't really get into that. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, if you think it's a great game or not, 
the NFL is king from week to week, and that Monday night standalone game, I, you know, it sounds crazy because why would you take your eyes off the NBA Finals, especially a Game 7? I mean, who the heck would do that? So it sounds nutty, but it, it's going to be a challenge for the NBA to navigate going up against the NFL on that night if there, you know, if there is a Game 7 on that night. Um, and again, we don't know who's going to be in that game as of yet, if that game does happen. Um, I think that in a humongous way, the NBA would be helped out if it was LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers in that game. I'm not going to lie. I think that would be a humongous help for them. Um, of course, just the, the brand power and the name power of the Los Angeles Lakers, that would be point number one. And then point number two, LeBron James. You know, the, the best player in your league for the past decade plus going on, you know, almost going on two decades now, but the best player in your league for at least a decade plus uh, in that Lakers uniform, that would help the situation tremendously. And it's no disrespect to teams such as the Clippers. It's no disrespect to other contenders in the West, you know, maybe the Rockets or the Nuggets or whomever, but that would help the NBA in a tremendous way, especially going up against the NFL on that night. Uh, you know, if it were to happen like that. So again, I think the NBA, if you're the NBA, you're rooting for the Lakers. Now, they may not say that publicly. Adam Silver's not going to go out there and say, yeah, you know, we're rooting for LeBron all the way. But you just have to know that that's the truth. You, you just have to know. You have to know that, no, and again, it's no disrespect to the Clippers. I think that Clippers are an excellent team. And I think, again, I've said this on my show for going back a long ways, actually. Uh, but I do think the Clippers and the Lakers are the two top contenders. And I think it's going to be one of those two teams coming out of the West. And it could be the Clippers. But I'm just saying from, you know, marketing standpoint, you know, TV rating standpoint, if you're Adam Silver in the NBA, who do you want in that game seven, especially when you're going up against the NFL on that night, you want LeBron and the Lakers. And that's just the truth of it. Um, but then, you know, just in terms of what we have going on after the conclusion of the, of the NBA season, so everything is going to be really expedited because of this, because of this long layoff um, and going months and months without basketball, we're going to have a really expedited uh, off season. Everything's going to be coming at you like a flurry. Uh, so you're going to have right after, again, if the NBA finals does go to a game seven, it would be October 12th. So you're going to have right after that, the NBA draft, which will occur on October 15th, later in that week. And then after that, you're going to open things up on October 18th to the free agency period. Now, we don't have a, a strong free agency class this year. It's not like what we saw last year. Next year is going to be another mega year. Next year is going to be another crazy, awesome free agency period. This year is a little bit of a lull in terms of uh, the free agent market. But again, you're going to have that coming up right after the conclusion of the finals. No waiting around for that. You're going to have the draft following, you know, just a few days after uh, game seven, if we have a game seven. So it's, that's going to be a fun week. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a week, you know, in addition to the fact that you're going to have football going on too. If you're a football fan, you're going to have football going on that week. Uh, you're going to have uh, the finals going on, game seven on the 12th, potentially, draft on the 15th, and then free agency on the 18th. So that's going to be an action-packed week of just sports mania going on, you know, about a week and a half, two weeks before Halloween. So that's just going to be a ton of fun. And then the plan right now, it seems, is that the regular season for 2020-2021 
will likely begin uh, December 1st, which I think is really awesome too. Now, I I would love to see the season beginning on Christmas Day. I think that would be the ultimate best scenario. Uh, first of all, it'd just be a heck of a ton of fun from a consumer standpoint. You know, I think I think who wouldn't who wouldn't want to see from a consumer standpoint? Who wouldn't want to see the season tip off? on Christmas Day with an action-packed slate of games. Everybody would want that. You know, and I think that also when you look at NBA ratings, uh, the highest ratings of the year, definitely one of the highest ratings of the year, uh, not including playoff games, comes from the Christmas Day games. And it makes a lot of sense because people are home that day. Everybody's home. So everybody's home to turn on the TV and watch basketball. Uh, so I do think that there would be a lot of benefits to starting the season uh, on December 25th, Christmas Day, you wouldn't, you also wouldn't have to compete as much with the NFL. You know, you, you'd have a little bit of a later start and you could let the NFL kind of own the beginning of December, the beginning portion of the month, but then you guys would take over, the NBA would take over on Christmas Day. And from there, you know, you'd still have the NFL playoffs going on and that's, you know, that's just how it is. NBA is pretty used to that by now, but you could let the NFL own the beginning of that month and then you take over. Uh, at the end of the month. So I think that would be the optimal situation. I think that would be probably, in my opinion at least, what I would want to do if I were the league. Uh, but I do think that starting December 1st, you know, again, you, you let, you know, the draft on the 15th of October, you start free agency on the 18th. So you kind of let the, the hoopla of free agency take place that last part of October. And, you know, there's still going to be some action, some things going on in November that people are going to care about. Uh, and then you start up the season again on December 1st for 2020-2021. So I think it's a great plan. Um, I think the NBA overall did an excellent job. You know, maybe it was a little bit slower than we all would have liked as fans, of course. You know, it's been it's been difficult. It's been difficult the past few months without the league. Um, but, you know, as again, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, you're starting to now see that that light at the end of the tunnel. And not only are you seeing the light, finally, not only are you seeing it, but you're seeing it start to materialize into something real. It's not just an idea. It's not just a thought, you know, oh, here's the light. Uh, we got to get to it. Now you're actually starting to see it materialize before your eyes and you're going to see it play out pretty soon here. You know, it's going to be now that we know when it's going to be, it's going to feel like a long, you know, seven, eight weeks here as we, as we gear up for July 31st. But hey, basketball is back. Um, we've missed it. We love it. Uh, we're glad to have it back, and you know, I think if you're a basketball fan, look, maybe you would have you you would have loved to see it a little bit sooner. I certainly understand that. I was hoping that maybe we could start playing games by the end of June rather than the last day of July. But nonetheless, you can't complain if you're a basketball fan. This is tremendous news. We are getting a season. We are going to see the playoffs play out. Um, and it's going to be awesomeness. So it's going to be awesomeness. We're going to have eight regular season games at the end of the year. We're going to potentially have maybe an 8-9 play-in game, play-in series, whatever. Uh, and we're going to have an NBA Finals and an NBA Playoffs that is going on simultaneously for, I think, the first time. I don't think this has ever happened before. You're going to have an NBA Playoffs that's going on simultaneously with the NFL season. And you could have, which would be bonkers, an NBA Finals Game 7 on the same exact night as Monday Night Football. And maybe, you know, maybe the NBA, maybe on their side of things, they suffer a little bit from the fact that they're going up against the NFL on that night. But from a consumer standpoint, uh, it's it's a match made in heaven. 
So great job by the NBA. We've missed it so much. We're ready for it to come back. And now we're just, you know, counting down the days, counting down the hours until July 31st. But for today, that's going to do it for me on the Stop and Pop podcast. Next time I join all of you, hopefully I'll have even more better news, even more fun news to share as we, as we prepare again for the beginning of the NBA season, part two on July 31st. But that's going to do it for me today. So thank you very much for listening. And I will see you next time on the Stop and Pop podcast. Take care.